This week, Campendium releases its best of everything. Plus, do we really need a super show? Jason and I have some thoughts and some takeaways from this year's Florida RV Super Show in Tampa. This is RV Miles. This podcast is sponsored by L.L. Bean, who makes it easy and fun to simply step outside. That might mean breaking a speed record in a rugged, built-for-fun sonic snow tube, walking an extra block in a warm, weather-resistant down jacket, or just taking a breath on your doorstep before cozying up in a quilted sweatshirt. For however you experience the outdoors, shop clothing and gear at llbean.com. Be an outsider. Welcome to episode 224 of RV Miles. I'm Jason. And I'm Abby. And we are two full-time travelers who, along with our three boys, have been crisscrossing North America since 2016 on one epic road trip. Here at RV Miles, we talk all things RV and outdoors from travel destinations, industry news, our national parks, and a whole lot more. We are coming to you this week from uh, Fort Wilderness Campground in the middle of Walt Disney World, and we promised we weren't going to work, <laughs> but there's a very good reason that yeah. we we are doing this episode from here. Well, well A, because that's <laughs> ridiculous to say we're not going to work, and, honestly. Well, and then B, because we didn't do it before we got here, which yes. we were supposed to do. But C, we added four days onto our trip, so we kind of had to... <laughs> We um, <clears throat> may have gone a little overboard. Well, we couldn't find a Florida campground because, you know, we <laughs> we didn't plan our Florida camping very well. We couldn't no, find a campground no. uh, to go to after Fort Wilderness. Then we found a really, really affordable one, mm-hmm. but it wasn't available until four days after our reservation here ended. Yeah. And we thought... Well, let's just see if we can extend here. Yeah, we thought let's offset the affordability <clears throat> by staying at the most expensive campground in Florida. Uh, I don't so... think that's true. Oh, actually, really? there are plenty more expensive campgrounds. Oh, okay. Well, I in don't Florida feel so... on the beach with cabanas and hot tubs and yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I haven't priced those out, so <laughs> but I do know what we're paying for that, and if for this, I should say, and uh, I cannot imagine paying more. For a cabana and a beach view. People pay more. Okay. Well, hey, you know what? This is the beauty of this lifestyle. To each their own, and you can travel the way you want to travel. So uh, we're doing a ridiculous amount of time here at Fort Wilderness. We're actually not even at the halfway mark. Yeah, we have a full two weeks here. Which is awesome, <laughs> but we're not in the park every single day. We're, we're we did not add on more park days. <laughs> no, that's very very pricey for this family. Uh, but we're loving it here, and uh, it, it is a fantastic campground. It really is one that a lot of campgrounds should model themselves off of. It's so nice. Sure. But on top of that, we actually, I mean, we're sitting down here today and we're working. But up until this morning, when we got out of bed, we have not worked this week Mm -hmm. we have genuinely taken time off we've taken time off and gone into the parks with the kids we've taken time off and just stayed in bed you introduced the boys to one of your favorite childhood disney movies yes was family robinson i felt like they needed to watch that before going up in the Mm treehouse now it has been cold and rainy here which has been okay uh but but it has been okay it has been very very busy here. 
Wow. And uh, this time, we we use this thing when we plan our Disney trips, and it's been like five years since we've been here. But we use this thing that a lot of people use called touringplans.com. It's a great website where they use a lot of data science to figure out like what crowd levels at Disney World are going to be on certain days. And they do it for the other parks as well. And we kind of plan our vacation around that a little bit, choosing which day we're going to which park and choosing, you know, when we're actually going. They rate the crowds of every park on a one to 10 scale. The Magic Kingdom Park on our first day here was supposed to be a two. Four. It was supposed to be a four. I think we're both wrong. I think it was supposed to be a three. It was supposed to be a three. It was supposed to be a three. I remember it was definitely supposed to be a three. Uh, It was a 10. I've never seen anything like it. They haven't seen anything like it. They said that Magic Kingdom Park has not had a 10 rated day since before the pandemic began in February of 2020. I mean, even pre-pandemic visits, we did not go to a park on a 10-day. Like, we've never been in a park on a 10-day. And we're in Magic Kingdom, and I look at you, and I said, I thought this was supposed to be a 2-3-4. And that includes uh, Christmas, too, which is always a very busy time. Yes. And nobody knows why. It was, um, it still worked out, and we were able to make some smart moves inside the park that still allowed us to kind of avoid all the crowds and and get to ride on things that we wanted to do. And one of the nice things when you do have multiple days to visit a park is that you don't feel the pressure to get to every single ride that day. So we were able to base our day off of what was kind of slow, what wasn't moving. And so it worked out okay, but um, that was shocking And uh, it certainly left us with a little bit of pause. And then we came back and kind of looked and was like, what is going on? And each day since has been busy as well. But we're going to talk a lot more about this trip on on a future episode. Uh, But speaking of really nice campgrounds, we thought it'd be nice to kick off the show today talking about some nice campgrounds across the country. (laughs) These are Campendium's uh, Camper's Choice Awards. So Campendium.com is a great website to find reviews of campgrounds, and we use it all the time. And they release uh, every year, at least for the past few years, their best of list of campgrounds. And we're just going to go through uh, a couple of those uh, from a few different categories. Uh, They have more categories than what we're going to talk about. But let's start with the best national park service campground in the country. So there were 29 national parks that made this list because all of them received at least five four-star reviews total. But the uh, tippity top of this one was... The Bell Forsh Campground in Devil's Tower, Wyoming, obviously right outside of Devil's Tower, which is a really cool campground because Devil's Tower is sort of in your view, and you can see why that might top the list. Some other ones on the list were... Uh, Watchman Campground in Springdale, Utah, in Zion National Park, which is one of our favorites. Davis Bayou in Ocean Springs, Mississippi, out on the Gulf Islands National Seashore, also one of our favorites. Uh, Smokemont in Cherokee, North Carolina, as as part of the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. Mather Campground in the Grand Canyon, uh, Trailer Village in the Grand Canyon even. Fort Pickens Campground in Pensacola, uh, Florida. We've talked recently about uh, Fort Pickens uh, there's been some confusion over a um, a reduction in the RVs allowed in Fort Pickens. People sent in uh, their their rule changes to us earlier this year or late last year. Mm-hmm. Um, at first, it was limiting all RVs, all including 
truck trailer combinations to mm-hmm. under 30 feet. Uh, which is virtually impossible for most uh, truck trailer combinations. And then it changed to um, under 12 feet tall, which rules out fifth wheels and uh, motorhomes, uh, large motorhomes at least. And if you go to their their page on recreation.gov, it still says that. But we've been talking to a lot of people who are there and say they aren't enforcing, enforcing that it. And even all. rangers who have said, what are you oh, talking about? <laughs> yeah. Like they don't even know what's going yeah. on. So it does seem like that rule needs to be fleshed out a little bit yeah. more by those who made it. Um, so that's just some of the national parks we'll move on, but I just want to say the full list we'll link to in the show notes at rvmiles.com slash two, two, four. So you can see, um, everything that even including they have county parks and city parks. I mean, it's a really, really great list. And now it makes me want to go through and, start having something mm-hmm. to check everything off. I mean, I spent probably three hours yesterday on Campendium just trying to find where we're going after this because, oh, surprise, surprise, <laughs> we had nothing booked. We're doing some boondocking <laughs> in Florida, believe it or not. It's going to be Believe fun. it or not. All right. So let's take a look at uh, best RV parks for 2021. How about that? Mountain View Campground in Georgia won the best RV park uh, with 48 five-star reviews looks beautiful Mm -hmm. we got angel fire rv resort in angel fire new mexico um highline trail rv park in boulder wyoming Mm -hmm. old cotton gin rv park in texas i love this one frank's point of view (laughs) rv campground in ashland alabama frank's point of view (laughs) frank's point of view lewis and clark rv park in shelby montana so again it's another oh meteor crater rv park in Winslow, Arizona. We've been there. We've been there. Now, what about free camping? Let's take a look at free camping. They even have that. <laughs> free camping. The best free camping is at the Nomad View Dispersed Camping in the Buffalo Gap National uh, Grassland in Wall, <laughs> South Dakota. I can't fault that one. And it is gorgeous. Now, I've heard it has gotten very, very busy there since yes. we went there uh, probably for five years ago, four years ago. Four years ago, 2018. You're, yeah. You're camping on the edge of how to describe it the the badlands national park sort of uh it doesn't rise out of the earth it drops into the earth right so there you've got grassland up to the edge of a wall and that's what wall south dakota is named for where it just drops out uh to become the badlands and you can camp for free right on that wall and overlook it every day and it's gorgeous and very, very, very windy at times. Yeah, now, we camped on the <laughs> other side of the road. For anyone who's gone back into the archives, you might remember this. Um, this is when we were in Bussy. So this was back in 2018. And we did camp on the other side as we had little people who were not feeling that spectacular yeah. view. And frankly, you know, with the four-year-old, I just, I wanted a little bit of distance between us and that drop. Another free camp, there's a lot of free camping in South Dakota. Another one is Dude Ranch Lakeside Use Area in Chamberlain, <laughs> South Dakota. Now, I don't know that we haven't camped at this spot, but Chamberlain is really cool because Chamberlain, it's a spot on the Lewis and Clark Trail. And, uh, and so you can go to this rest stop. It's literally a rest stop where they have a Lewis and Clark Museum and you can like overlook the river there. It's a beautiful bluff. And then outside they have this gorgeous statue called Dignity oh, of so a Native cool. American woman. It is massive and it has like stained glass in it where the sun shines through. And it's, you know, it's, the skies are so big there and gorgeous. 
uh, everywhere in South Dakota that it's it's just it's pretty special it's towering over this place. and it's a rest stop <laughs> it's it is really very <laughs> very special and I wish now I'm looking at this list as you've been talking Garland Prairie Road dispersed camping in Williams Arizona I wish that we had known about this this is a nice big fifth wheel mm-hmm. parked in here we were just in Williams and we enjoyed our time there but wouldn't that have been fun well one of us is getting very accustomed to her full hookups stop your face right now <laughs> stop your face who just booked you five days of boondocking okay yes she did yes okay so you know oh I love I love that Bass Pro Shops hey the Bass Pro Shop in Colorado, in Colorado Springs Colorado Springs. Well, list. you know what? That all right, fair enough. <laughs> all right, is there any others that you pulled up? Let's take a look. Oh, let's do state parks. Yeah. So the best state park camping Georgia gets another top wow. of the list. Skidaway Island State Park in Savannah. What do you think the odds are that I can book this? Because we wanted Probably to go to Savannah. Probably slim to none. You know, I mean, who knows? Mm, let's let's book Savannah for the spring. I'm sure it's not busy. <laughs> I'm sure it's love. I've heard it's lovely that time of year. It's okay. Hey, I got us a Disney dining reservation for tonight. You did. Miracles do you happen. You did. Sometimes last minute, you can make stuff happen. <laughs> I know. We're we're the king and queen of last minute. So we'll link to, as Abby said, we'll link to the whole list in in the show notes in the description for this episode. Make sure to check it out and use Campendium to find some uh, great places to camp. We really love it. Yeah, we're big fans. All right, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about our visit to the Florida RV Super Show. <laughs> and super. And more, more than that, like how that's uh, shaping our thoughts about what this year in RVing is going to look like. Yes, absolutely. So we will be right back. Electrical surge protection is one of the cheapest insurance policies you can provide for your RV and the Power Watchdog Smart Surge Protector made by Hughes Autoformers beats the competition with field replaceable surge modules. With other brands, when the surge protector takes a large surge or a spike, you have to throw it away. The Power Watchdog can be brought back to life with one small, affordable part you can replace yourself. They'll even give you a free surge module in the first two years and now have a limited lifetime warranty. Use the coupon code RVMILES, all one word, for 10% off your order at HughesAutoformers.com. That's code RVMILES for 10% off at H-U-G-H-E-S Autoformers. RV repair costs are continuing to rise with the increased demand due to more RVers on the road now more than ever. Lock in protection and let wholesale warranties pick up the bill. Wholesale Warranties is focused on personalized service and finding the right policy for each individual RVer. They're focused on education to help customers feel confident in their RV protection. You can use your policy at any licensed repair facility in the U.S. or Canada, including mobile mechanics. With a wide range of eligibility for new and used units up to 15 model years old. To find out more, visit WholesaleWarranties.com. Welcome back. We had a fantastic time at the Florida RV Super Show, even though, again, Cold and rainy, at least, for a little bit of the time that we were there. Yeah, the time we had a meet and greet. That was... Florida has been very welcoming, but it was nice to have a meet and greet and to meet so many of you there. If we saw you there, yeah. it was so great to see you. Thanks for coming by. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. And as we kind of decided that this is what we wanted to talk about on the show, and as we've left the show, you know, one of the things I've asked myself a lot, and I'm not sure that I have an answer for it, but I've asked myself is... Do we need something like this 
super show. Now, attendance would say yes. Yeah. There were 80,000 people. A, an attendance record. So if you think RVing is going away and it's not going to be sort of in the zeitgeist and super popular this year, uh, let's start with saying record crowds at the Florida RV Super Show. But it makes me wonder, like, um, there was a lot there. Yeah. Okay. So there was a lot. I mean, uh, there's no way we saw everything. And we were there every day for a week and that's not what the normal rv consumer is going to be able to do and i just i was wondering to myself like do we need a super show like this and i don't really have that answer but i'm throwing it to you to get your thoughts you have no idea i was going to ask you this. well and then there's also the hershey show as well right um and there used to be the the california show and when i Um, say super show i don't want to mean that i'm specifically talking about tampa but these mega shows where they are Days and days and days long, and places like it, it does seem now it's really just becoming at Tampa and Hershey, well, where everyone comes. I, I guess the, n- the manufacturers need is a loaded word, and yeah. you know, it's hard to answer based on that. But when when you see it working, right? Yeah. So, that, I mean, the main reason RV shows happen is for dealers to sell RVs, it's a little different than auto shows, right? You know, if you go to an auto show, normally. That's the automobile manufacturers showing off their wares. And there's a little bit of that happening at a place like the Super Show in Florida. But really, it's dealers bringing their stuff there um, and trying to get a high quantity of buyers in the same place. Yeah. And I I would say, I guess, one of the things that I think this show was incredibly useful for, and I actually would like to see this expanded upon was what auto shows do. And that is the innovation of the future. That is, you know, Thor and Winnebago, Grand Design, they all kind of had on display. And there could have been more. But again, I I missed them because it's just so big. And there's not really a cohesive way of communicating to the industry what's there for us to see that's new and exciting. And so... Well, if you look at it like um, the Hershey show is sort of... uh, right around when the model year changeover mm-hmm. happens. So right. you see a lot of new stuff at the Hershey show. But then manufacturers also do some mid-year stuff because mm-hmm. they're not just, you know, releasing stuff at that one time. Right. So some, so the mid-year stuff you'll often see at Florida, which was cool um, for us to see. Tiffin had a few new things there. Yeah, they did. They had that um, Super C. That's right. And uh, lots of new floor plans from folks like Forest River and stuff. But... Uh, to have sort of like this event where they can say, oh, we're going to show off an electric RV and an Airstream uh, that has electric wheels on it is pretty cool to be a part of. Right. But they don't do a great job of it as an industry <laughs> no. working together no. to do something. Like you go to like the Detroit Auto Show and there's some big announcements and there's yeah. some big thing, Or you go to SEMA and there's lots of off-road stuff being sh- shown for the first time. Um, all these different trade shows that happen uh, for different industries around the country where things are introduced, that doesn't happen really in the RV industry. They tried no. it once. They tried it once. <laughs> they tried it once with RVX we a couple years ago. We made fun of it. Um, because it was worth making fun of. Because yes, they didn't... Because it was, it was horrific. Well, here... Okay, so I'll, I'll step back. And I can't talk as a consumer because I was there working. Um, and so I was really looking at it from a news journalistic 
standpoint? Like what, what is here for mm-hmm. us to talk about that isn't just us walking through a rig that isn't, you know, and what I found the most frustrating and maybe a consumer finds this frustrating too, because again, it's the lack of information. There was no clear, like what is new from anybody, you know? So for a lot of us in the industry, we have that Tuesday that we come in and it's it's industry day. And that is an opportunity to go through the show and see everything that's there before the 80,000 people show up. And that way you're not in their space as they want to look at something because maybe you're creating some content. We went into that and did not have a plan because there was no plan to formulate. Right. Because no information they, they had they, been... They don't say, like, these things are going to happen this day. Right. And, and the only thing we knew in advance was Winnebago, when we knew it like three days in advance, right. Winnebago had sent out a press release saying that they were going to debut the first electric motorhome from a a major RV manufacturer. And... <laughs> come to find out the next day Thor was going <laughs> to un- unveil theirs. But guess what? Winnebago got all kinds of press. And for some reason, because I keep seeing these articles on the Winnebago one, and the Thor one was much more exciting, much yes. more advanced, had much more access for us to actually see and know what it's about. Mm-hmm. The Winnebago one is getting press across the country because what's happening now in our current age of press is that they just latch on to what everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Winnebago sent out this press release saying that they're first, so they're the first, even though it was by hours. And also it wasn't <laughs> nearly as... Um, Complete. No, it wasn't. I Frankly, you know, we stood there waiting for it to happen and, and kind of thinking, you know, really excited about it. And, you know, sorry, Winnebago, but I kind of went... Well, you, you didn't tell and us then, much about it. No, and then they they completely closed it off and wouldn't even allow you to actually look at it. And there was no, and it's industry day that they're displaying this. And no one even hands you like a sheet of pay, a fact sheet that you could go off. I know that they're thinking, well, we're just going to drop it in our email. But honestly, you have, it is so difficult to get on someone's mailing list. They, we want and, to share your news, RV industry. Like I, we're like <laughs> literally, we're, I, we're acting like the industry's even listening to the we, show. We they're come, not listening well, to the they, show. There but. are a few that do. But we come from, we come from the Chicago theater industry where every podunk theater company with zero employees <laughs> right. and doing one show release. a year, they're writing press releases, yeah. they're constantly talking they have press agents they're talking to them we used to do um a one-day seminar and we did it completely online we used to do a one-day seminar that marketing agents pr firms from chicago and even we had some from kansas city this is when we started to branch out would come to this one-day seminar and we would go through what needs to be done in order to get your stuff written like this is a you know breaking down a press release and all this stuff and and we would talk to them from a new standpoint because so many of them were so desperate to have their stuff written about right that they wanted to learn and make sure that they were doing it correctly and now it's like some places are like we don't even do that we don't even send out information so you go to shows like this where everyone is there and because everyone is there and there's thousands of rvs there you have no frame to like follow. Like what's, I had no idea whose, whose models were new, whose floor plans were new, unless I actually went over there 
and did my own research. And frankly, you don't have that kind of time. Yeah. Well, and let's be honest, both of these were concept vehicles. Yes. Um, these aren't real. <laughs> There's not that no, happening. But this is this is happening in the near future. But I think like when we look at it, when we're talking about this in terms of us, we're you know, we're obviously small yeah. potatoes, but this is the first electric motor homes. And if you don't think that's a big deal, think about and I know some people are going to poo-poo this, but in 50 years from now, when we're all doing self-driving cars, mm -hmm. that's absolutely happening, by the way. Jetsons, are, hello. Are you going to be riding around in a a little <laughs> coupe? I just... Or are you going to be riding around in a motorhome? <laughs> I mean, the, the, seriously, though. The, I love just listening to you say the word coupe. The, the, the potential in yes. 50 years for how automobiling is different when you have like the Uber that picks you up and it's a self-driving car and then it it's it's got a bathroom and a kitchen inside well, it and stuff like that. This is big for the RV industry. And here's two different versions of how this whole thing went down. And I think the takeaway for us from this show is really the the future of the electric RV. Yeah. Okay, that's really the takeaway. Floor plans are going to continue to evolve. We're going to continue to be more modern in the styles that are happening. That's all very exciting. And it did seem that motorhomes and fifth wheels and full timing those were really at the forefront of this show this and so all of that is going to continue to evolve and move but what is really advancing us in the world of RVing is what we're going to do with the electric RV and how we're going to do that and I have to say that I felt and I I am sure it was not intentional but I felt that Winnebago shut that whole thing down from us being able to really talk about it and really understand it and share it with our readers and the community whereas Thor was incredibly open inviting the, people in touring them and and I mean, then even when they saw you know us and knew what and we explained to them what we wanted to do actually got like one of the top engineers developers of the entire class b this entire process and had him come in and walk us through the whole thing and talk to you and that kind of open accessibility and you can go over on youtube and you can watch that video and you can watch that compare it to the one we did about winnebago and you can see the difference in accessibility and our ability to talk about these things and i think that if we want those who feel nervous unsure find electric you know evs hilarious the only way that that gets that narrative we get to have an open discussion not change of mind just have an open discussion is through accessibility of information yeah and you know being smart about it i mean if i was winnebago so you look at what winnebago did they had probably a hundred thousand dollar plus live stream setup yeah. i mean there was a crane this there, was crazy <laughs> it was unbelievable the production that they had put together it was so impressive uh, it's so amazing but they did it for just a live stream on their website and then now if i'm winnebago and i want to tout that i've got the first electric or if i'm thor either yeah. way what i'm gonna do instead is i'm gonna have a special preview for like the New York Times or 2020 or the Today Show or, you know, somebody like that and, and be driving Al Roker around in my electric RV before the Florida show and touting yeah. people to come go see it at the Florida show. Yeah. Like that's that's what was missing. It was sort of like 
we're going to have this press event with no press. Yeah, it it was. I don't know how to explain it, but it just didn't work from a, a news perspective. Like I, you know, didn't really know how to then go off and communicate this either written or in a video. But I want to flip really quick because we've been talking a lot about EVs, but I want to just flip over to what was also incredibly exciting about this show. And we saw this with Keystone and we saw this with Grand Design and we saw this with Forest River is solar. Yeah. And that is another. So we've got this electric component. Well, now we have this solar component. And you are able to have a really good conversation with Jeff over at Keystone about what they're doing and how they're amping up the the standard of solar that's going to become available just on all their Keystone Yeah, what what Keystone is doing, um, Jeff Reynolds is the president of, of Keystone, and they're putting solar on every rig that rolls off the line yeah 200 watts minimum uh upgradable to four or six and i think even 1200 uh, depending on the package that you get but and it's more than that it's top-notch electric batteries from dragonfly which is the maker of battleborn batteries um so it's not you know just cheap generic knockoff right. batteries uh shipped directly from the factory and then more importantly a training program where they're training all of their dealers how to service, modify, install this stuff because it it makes no sense to install solar after the fact. You're ripping mm-hmm. apart the RV to put solar on after it's already been built. We know this for a fact. <laughs> put it together in the factory, right? <laughs> and uh, so that's what Keystone is doing. But more importantly, Keystone doing that is going to drive many other manufacturers in the industry to have to do the same thing. And can I, I would like to give a shout out to, to Christy over at Keystone for the way that she put together. Now, this is a great example of how this information was able to get out because prior to the show, we could sign up for a time for one-on-one conversation about everything that they had there. And that was so awesome so impressive. And I appreciated that so much that Christy did that because it allowed us to have a schedule. It allowed us to know what they wanted to highlight, what they felt was important at the show for them. And then we could take a look, knowing our audience and knowing how we you know, put out our information, what did we want to focus on? And immediately we said, oh, solar. Absolutely. This is, this is exciting. And so, you know, yeah. I appreciate that. And and Grand Design and Volta did something similar as well. It was all, but, you know, it all comes down just like 48 hours, though, before the show starts. Yeah. You know, so you're kind of scrambling to, like, get everything together. But at least the, that information was there and schedules could be made and appointments could be booked. Let's talk about some of the disappointments in the Florida <laughs> RV Super Show. Because, okay. <laughs> the, I mean, for me, obvi- the obvious big major one is is pricing. And a lot of people were looking at the pricing at the show um, and at shows across the country right now. By the way, this show had everybody there. It was very busy, lots of rigs. And we've been hearing from lots of listeners that the smaller shows around the country are not as exciting right now. Lots of used rigs, um, no motorhomes, that kind of stuff. Um, So your mileage may vary depending on RV show to RV show. This show uh, in particular, though, you know, you're seeing deals, 20% off, 30% mm-hmm. off MSRP. Um, 
without showing you that MSRP has risen so dramatically over the last two years. I just I don't know if we can go continue to hold MSRP to what it was prior to it, 2019. It's, I it's, think at some point we just have to accept it's like a gallon of milk. It's, it's, just, you know, and I, it's also a meaningless number, right? It, it, yeah, it, it, it's, I, it's, it's totally meaningless. I think at and, some point we just have to stop comparing to the past. Well, and by the way, it's it's more than meaningless. It's deceptive um, by a lot of dealers. I, I'm going to mm-hmm. go more into this later. I'm in a, I'm going to do a video on this at some point. Oh, are you? But I didn't know that. <laughs> I have been I've been picking a rig. You know, you pick a rig and then look at what the MSRP is mm-hmm. uh, on a dealership's website and then go to another dealership's website and go to, and yeah. the first three you go to will be different. Yeah. The that's the manuf- manufacturer suggested retail price. It should not differ dramatically. Now it could differ slightly due to options, but generally the options are pretty much the same these days. The base should always be the same. The base price should be the same. <laughs> okay. So you'll see them uh, you'll see them at different MSRP so they can say 20% off or 30% off or whatever and that $109,000 rig they're selling for $70,000. They're all selling them for $70,000 in the end, mm-hmm. meaning really it's really that dealership is paying what like $50,000 for it or something like that. Yeah. But part of why you're seeing this price creep happening is this is another thing that people aren't really talking about. There there have obviously been expenses that are higher and higher. Material costs, wood and metal and uh, components, everything is coming up in price. Shipping being the major thing that has like gone up in price tenfold. But in the end, the manufacturers are seeing the dealers selling these for close to MSRP mm. over the last year. And they're saying... Well, we're not getting any more from that dealer. That dealer still pays the same invoice price. Whereas our cut of this, you know, big wash of money that it's coming in. So they're creeping their prices up so that they can get their cut of that. And then the dealers are coming back to you saying, well, the manufacturer just raised the price again. They just raised that price again and again and again and again. And, you know, at some point, there's going to have to be a reckoning with this. It's going to have to come back to earth a little bit because people are going to start to push back a little bit. They have not yet. People are buying them like yeah. crazy still. That is not slowed down. It has its little bit of a seasonal slowdown that always happens right now. People are still buying RVs like crazy right now. There are more on dealership lots, but there are just as many buyers rolling through the doors and the crowds at Tampa were definitely suggestive of that. So I'm just going to quickly give you my negative from uh, the show, and then we'll take a break and move on. Um, and it's just two words. Camping world. And I say that because you might be thinking to yourself, but Abby, Camping World wasn't at the show. They were doing their own thing. Yeah, Camping World had their own online show. That Camping World they has did. missed the, missed the Florida is- RV show, Super Show, the last two years um, which is fine i think that's great but they're trolling it instead they trolled (laughs) the show the entire time by sending a plane well they did two things one was a plane that consistently looped around the show the entire time with things like you can't camp on an order form or if we can't beat your price we'll give you a thousand dollars or just all these kind of like crappy sayings and it was loud and it was non-stop. It was hours and hours and 
hours. I and I have I talked to several people, not people like us, people no. that are were there to shop for RVs. I talked to several people who said that they were so annoyed. People who have bought rigs from Camping World yes. who said they were so annoyed by that airplane flying over the show that they'll never shop at Camping World again. And so they were doing that and then outside on the road they were driving around with one of those electronic billboards that and they just kept there were like two of them and they just kept driving around the show stopping in bus lanes uh so that buses couldn't you know do their job um the, the, was... the, the only reason you do that is it, it has nothing to do with customers it is to troll your your competitors mm-hmm. i i can't even imagine I don't understand the airplane advertising in general. Like, right? If you're on a you're you're on a beach vacation, like you're out on the beach and you've got Geico flying overhead. <laughs> I, I'm saying I don't want to think Geico. About- you're ruining my vacation. Well, I don't want to think about insurance while I'm having a vacation. Yes. It's like I don't want you know. I feel like uh, Camping World. If you had wanted to be at this show, you should have come to this show. You could have come to this show. You chose to do a different show. That's fine. I hope that that show is working out for you i have no idea because you've been again pretty close-lipped about it and not sharing a whole lot of information and allowing people to actually write about it so i don't know how it's going for you but i the fact that you would fly overhead the entire time a make our job very very difficult to do because you're ruining the audio but then on top of that it's already loud there people are already talking and you know what we don't all want to have to do talk over a plane for seven hours a day, every day, for four days. I, ooh, I can't. Mm, that's it, my negative. It was a busy show. <laughs> uh, the dealers we talked to say it went very well. Yes. They did lots of sales, uh, and that particularly uh, motorhomes and fifth wheels were seven, selling heavily, and more and more and more interest in family rigs and full-time friendly rigs. And finally, as we wrap this up, again, a very big thank you to Steve, Joe, and the entire team over at Sabre for setting us up on a very cold, very rainy day to get a chance to meet with some people that we don't normally get to see in real life, but we know are out there and have had the pleasure of talking to you. And um, thank you to all of those people who came to talk to us, who stood under, thankfully, plenty of awnings to keep us all dry uh, and a nice 20-foot awning off of, um, because we were in front of our 37 FLL, well, not ours, but they had one there. Uh, And I just want to end it on that because that was such a positive, that was really kind of our last day at the show. And what a positive to end on even. And, you know, I think too, we didn't get Camping World that day because it was so cloudy and rainy. They, they just gave up. They couldn't fly. <laughs> I bet they couldn't fly because of the weather. Probably. So thank you to everyone that made that meet and greet possible on Saturday. And uh, it became very evident on day one that we will be back next year at the Super Show. All right. We're going to take a break and we'll be back in just a moment. Be right back. Winter is here, and if you're sick of clearing snow from your RV, you ought to think about getting a cover. Whether you own a motorhome, a travel trailer, or a truck camper, EmpireCovers.com is here to protect all your vehicles against Mother Nature. EmpireCovers.com offers high-quality, affordable covers that are engineered to protect. Every cover comes with a free 
multi-year warranty to guarantee that it remains durable over time. If you're not in need of a full cover, Empire has just launched a line of RV rooftop covers that keep the roof of your RV clean and protect it from UV rays. Listeners can receive free shipping and 60% off the original price of their cover order. Visit empirecovers.com slash rvmiles or use promo code MILE60 at checkout. Empirecovers.com, protect what you love. We are back and it is time to check the levels of our tanks. Jason, what is in your black tank this week? <sighs> My black tank is this particular campsite that we are in uh, at the uh, wonderful Fort Wilderness. Don't you dare come at Disney. Well, How okay, dare you, Jason? This is a wonderful, and, and the, a spoiler alert, it's also going to be my fresh tank. But, <laughs> okay, so they do this wonderful thing where they've got like all the electric boxes and stuff. Everything is painted this brown that mm-hmm. makes it sort of disappear. And it's the same thing they do. Our, our, our middle child told us that they have, they invented this, this, green color uh-huh. in the parks that is where all like the cast entrances are in the parks Fans, that's supposed things. to make you to like you know not you don't even them. notice it you just right. you, you glance right over at the color is so unnoticeable yeah uh so there <laughs> there is an electric box not our not our electric box for the site but there was a some sort of different electric box near the very front of our site behind like the post that marks the number of the site that is painted that color. Mm -hmm. And when we pulled in, I, I was back into the site and I literally could not see it there. Um, Um, Are we going to tell the real story or are we going to tell your revisionist history story of this? Which one do you want to tell? Revisionist history. I, I, we no. First off, yeah, that's weird, and I don't know why it's there, and it's clear that it's not the first time it's been clicked. Yeah, settle in. Here comes the story. We were in that spot. Now, I love you, okay? I love how you want... I wanted to get you, closer to the far I, side, to the yes. to the hookups. I know you wanted to have more yes. living space. I love how important it is to you that our space be just perfect when we come into it. We had come into it and we were nice in a in a spot where I was like, hey, we're good. Like, let's just leave it here. And someone was not satisfied with that and really believed that he could move this beast a few feet over on the driver's side. And uh, there was some poor communication on our part because I didn't know how to help you. And... Uh, you're trying to get over and you're trying to get over and you're trying to get over and you're, it's like your third or fourth attempt. And at this point I was like, peace out. I'm done. Well, I felt like I could see everything just fine. Yes. And you felt very confident that you didn't need me until there was a crunch. Well, I needed. And then I was like, you needed me. Because I could see that side. I wanted (laughs) you on this side that I couldn't see. Except for the electrical box that you couldn't see that tore a scratch down the runner of the truck, which we were very, very lucky that it didn't actually scratch the paint on the truck. I hit the running board. Yes. And so I had to come over there and... uh, do nothing. I, did, I nope. didn't need help Stop. after that. There's no help Stop. I needed. Stop you had your... to come over there and <laughs> I, what? I, you had to come over there and what? I had to come over there and very carefully in concert with you get you to straighten out because you were stuck in that. No, I okay? And you could only go forward and straight on a very, very, very right. thin but line. But at this point, and I you... had... Ch- I had 
I had shot the mirror straight down so I could was looking directly at it. <laughs> at and I didn't point. need somebody telling me what, what I was doing because I could see what I was doing. So he didn't need somebody after the fact. After the fact, he was fine. Anyway. <laughs> so. Don't put this. Our, our, friend, our friend Tony Barthel <laughs> did an article over at RVTravel.com about why do campgrounds put stuff in our way? <laughs> this, and is a, this, this is a huge example. This is a huge example Listen, of like <laughs> stuff at the end of sites that it's in the way of backing in. If we just had this on a chassis that could move itself electrically with a yes, with an we iPad, had... we would have been totally fine. You could have hopped out of the car and <laughs> navigated this thing. Can we move on to my fresh tank now? <laughs> yes. We can. So my fresh tank is the hookups at this site here at Fort Wilderness. So if you've never been here they before, fancy. so the sewer hookup is ba- it's like a sink. There's like a sink. It looks like a stainless steel sink. Like, mm-hmm. and then the sewer hookup is inside that. And then there's also an extra drain in there. So if you have any spillage or anything, it still stays within there and drains down. If you're tent camping, you could wash your dishes over that or rinse them. I wouldn't want to wash them like near the sewer hookup, but you could rinse them above it, you know, and, yes. and have it drain down it. Like, you could. Yes. Um, it, it it's just a really well designed sewer hookup. And then the water hookup, and it has two spigots for every single site. The second spigot has a hose on it for rinsing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not for hooking up your RV to. They've actually cut the end off of it. But for rinsing out that connection or sure rinsing out the site or whatever. Yes. Ooh, sure wish uh, our neighbor. Our neighbor who, despite this wonderful sewer hookup, still spilled sewage all I over when he, even. when he unhooked. Um, and then... The electrical hookup, you know, there's the 50 amp, there's the 30 amp, and then there are like five outlets, like five double stack regular 110 outlets, each on their own breaker. So, you know, lots of people here decorate their sites with lots of lights and stuff. Or it's they, cool. They charge their electric golf carts and things like that. <laughs> uh, but you have all the power that you could possibly need. Yeah. And it is just all in the right exact right spot. You know, just a little bit back from midway down the site. No possible way for you to hit it. (laughs) It's very nice. And it's shaped like a tree stump. It's very, very sweet. So, and listen... I wasn't. I wasn't trying to give you a hard time. I just felt that we needed to be honest. I just about felt our story. it would be good to give you a hard time. No, we need uh, to be honest. Moving right along, what is in your black tank? Okay, so my black tank and my fresh tank are kind of coming together. Um, I'm actually. It's really more of a fresh tank, but it's got black tank undertones because it's absolutely heartbreaking. But um, I wanted to reach out to the community of people that are listening or watching here um, for a couple that we know on Instagram. Um, I do not know how I came in contact with Steve and Stacy over the years uh, through Instagram. I have no idea. I don't even know if they listen or watch the show, Um, but just I've really enjoyed getting to know them. And they post the most beautiful pictures of New Mexico, which is one of the reasons, too, why I've always enjoyed their account. Uh, They are um, RVing our life, O-U-R, life on Instagram. And I would like to encourage everyone to please go over there and support them um, because in some ways Jason and I know uh, the power of that kind of support. We don't know, you know, what they're living through right now is pretty horrific. Um, 16 days ago, 
Steve found out that um, he has uh, was in liver failure. This is all completely shocking to them. They had no clue any of this was coming that I'm about to tell you. Uh, that he is in liver failure, that he has um, an incredibly rare form of cancer. It is um, currently uh, eating his entire body. It is, it is in his whole body. It is everywhere. And um, they have been told, and it's, I'm going to try and not to cry because um, they have been, this is not treatable. Uh, their hope for Steve is uh, quality over quantity at this point, and we're talking days. Um, and Stacy has been very open on Instagram about this, sharing photos of Steve, who is smiling and keeping hope. And they continue; they've waited uh, anxiously for all these test results that need to come back, but they're they're a grueling wait. They've taken you know, so long because it's so rare what is happening to him and it's happening so fast and it came on so sudden. And, you know, this was her husband and he, you know, they, there's kids and, and family involved and all. And um, he is, his time is so short in this world now. And they're, they're facing that with no time to process it. I can't comprehend. I read what Stacy writes and I can't you know I I walk into Magic Kingdom and I am so thankful that I can do that and I think of them I think of them every day because it's just um it's just tough and so I just want to encourage anyone if you can to go over to RVing Our Life. I'm going to link to it at rvmiles.com slash 224, and I'm going to share it in the RV Miles Facebook group too. But if you could just go over there and, you know, send them some hope and some encouragement, um, they're clinging to all of it right now, even though they know that the hope that they want is is not going to happen. And cancer is vicious. And it takes people faster than, it's just vicious. I don't know what else to say. So there's that. So go give them some love because they could really, really use it. On that note, let's wrap this episode up without the... um, There's no need for outros or anything like that. Just We'll just say goodbye. And, And, you know... And, you know, if I can add, you know... What I faced um, was nothing like that. I was so fortunate. And the support that all of you gave me and my family during that time was just incredible. And it, it meant the world to me. And uh, and I know that will mean the same to them if, uh, if you can bring that to them. Yeah. So, uh, Steve, Stacy. We're sending you all the pixie dust that we can muster from here so that your days are, however long you have, are just as magical as can be. We'll see you next week, everybody. Take care.